Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Army, it looked like you had some calls at 10. Was it tough to stay, stay or easy? I, I, yeah, I had one uh, crazy Ivan at uh, just uh, as soon as uh, the ninth pick was and uh, didn't really have enough. As I said earlier, you know, you want time to to make sure you can vet it, and I didn't have time to vet that uh, that call, so we, we made the pick, and we were really excited about the pick also. That is the Blues' poho, Doug Armstrong. Last night, after the Blues drafted... <laughs> I can't with the poho. I can't. Can't do it? Can't do it? Uh, Dalibor Dvorsky. I apologize to Dalibor Dvorsky, his entire family, all the Dvorsky family members here in St. Louis, for calling him a Swede. I know there's a lot of people highly offended by the fact that uh, I called him a Swede. And so I, he is not a Swede. He's never seen Sweden, and I apologize for <laughs> Just, that. Uh, Randy, I don't think that's what they're saying. Oh, okay. I don't think that's what they're saying. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford is with us now on the uh, on the celebrity line here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Jr. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Good so, morning. So I, I said the Blues only scout in Sweden, and people are just up in arms over the fact that Dvorsky <laughs> is not a Swede. So uh, I, I, I am corrected, and I am humbled. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you say that because I was sitting next to uh, Mike Russo last night, my colleague at the Athletic, and the Blues draft Dvorsky. And Russo looks at me and he goes, where is he from? And I said, Sweden. And he goes, Dvorsky doesn't sound Swedish. And I uh, pull up his hockey DB and, and there it says Slovakian. So, Randy, I'm going to go with you. I think he played in Sweden. That's where the scouts watched him. Let's call him Swedish. Plus, it makes it a lot easier for me to write that the Blues drafted three Swedish players. There you go. <laughs> it, just, it just rolls yeah. better, right? <laughs> and right. Didn't, didn't Army say that, uh, uh, that Steiner was going to work with three Swedes or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, I think throughout that, yeah, yeah. yeah so, and they were excited about it. I so talked to these blast guys. Blast Army, don't blast said, me. <laughs> 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 this sounds like a Randy uh, Hill that you'd die on. Oh, big time. Big time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, JR, we want to ask you, of course, about the draft. What grade would you give the Blues for their drafts last night in the first round? And also your thoughts on Dalibor Dvorsky from Slovakia. I'm just going to add that in there from Slovakia. Uh, there's a lot of projections that he could play soon in the NHL as a middle six forward, maybe in two to three years. What do you think about that? Yeah, Brooke, I'm a big, big, big believer in analytics. I think that's how you build your team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it was a fun conversation last uh, segment. No, I think that uh, they had a good draft. And look, this is probably... 15th draft I've covered and you know a few years later you wind up actually talking about one or two guys maybe so if you look at this draft class three first round picks 
that's great. You know, I listened to a lot of the uh, experts on the uh, TSN last night, and they were talking about uh, how they felt like the Blues had a great class. Look, when Dvorsky slid down to Blues at 10, I thought that was terrific. I thought he was going to go 7-8. That's where he was at in a lot of the mock drafts. Uh, but like you see in that uh, segment the Blues put out behind the scenes with some of their scouts, they like a lot of those intangibles. And I think that's what the, the Blues need. The Blues need that. A lot of times you, you talk about the skill and you talk about the numbers and expected goals, so on and so forth. But here's a situation where they like the character. They like the player. And, and I think that was the case with all three of these guys. And, hey, just a quick uh, scene setting here. It was kind of funny. We had uh, Otto Stenberg, the second pick of the Blues last night. He was up on the stage. And when they announced that the third pick had been, uh, the Blues' third pick had been made, Lindstein, he said, no way, no way, I know him. So they're all three from Sweden, right, Randy? They all know you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> JR, how long are we looking before uh, Dvorsky is actually, actually on the roster? Yeah, it's going to take some time. I think that uh, in terms of getting on the roster, being a guy that you go into the season and you say, okay, we got this guy, we got this guy, we got Dvorsky, uh, we think he can be on the second line, third line. You know, I think you're looking at four years, honestly. I mean, you could push it and say, you could push it and say three years, I think that's where Doug Armstrong said, uh, you know, you can be a player for the organization. But I think in terms of making an impact, like if you're looking at a guy who you're really going to see the attributes, you're going to see the playmaking, you're going to say, okay, Robert Thomas is our number one center. Dalibor Dvorsky is our number two center. I I think that's in the three to four year range. Speaking of the center position, the Blues made a big trade a couple of days ago. What do you what does Kevin Hayes bring to this roster? Yeah, I think he allows them to, uh, to to be competitive next year. And and I like what Doug Armstrong's doing. Look, you could be the GM and say, okay, we're going to be competitive. We're, we're not going to keep an eye on the future. We're going to trade some assets, and we're going to get good next year, keep the fans happy, and that'd be fine. Or you could say, look, we don't care what our record is next year. What we want to do is just stockpile the assets. Well, what Doug Armstrong has come out and said is that we're going to do something in between. And so while you're getting ready to make three first-round picks in the draft like they did last night. You're also working the phones, and you're finding out who's out there. What I like about what Doug Armstrong has done here, guys, is this bargain shopping. To go out and get Brana 50% off from Detroit. To go out and get Hayes 50% off from Philadelphia. You add to that Kapanen at $3.2 million. You can even throw Sammy Blay in there. They got him on a steal. $1 million next year. You got four quality players that are going to keep the team competitive. And instead of $13, $14 million for these four guys, you're looking at $7, $8 million. So the bargain shopping by Doug Armstrong has been tremendous. You had a great piece, JR, about Kevin Hayes and Tory Krug playing together when they were 10. I'm interested to see how the dynamic with Tory Krug works. We we were interested a couple of years ago with the dynamic with Vladimir Tarasenko, and he came in, and everybody was fine with him. I have to believe that there won't be much blowback for Tory Krug when he enters that room again. I don't think there will be. He's a professional. Uh, he's a well-liked guy in that locker room. You know, I'll preface this by saying that who knows if he'll still be on the roster when uh, when the season starts in October. Do they find a different fit for Tory Krug? You know, are the Blues aggressive with Tory and trying to find a place? They could be. We don't know. But if they aren't, Randy, I think if he does come back to the Blues, you know, Doug Armstrong talked yesterday about I want all four of these guys to be better next year. You know, he felt like it was a down year for all four of them uh, in terms of that top four defense. You know, then Tory Krug's going to be a part of that. You know, I, that's why I didn't list him among the guys that I thought could be traded, number one, because I felt with the four years left and the contract, it was going to be difficult from that standpoint. The only reason Philadelphia was interested 
is because they were trying to unload a couple contracts. Hayes, and when the deal was originally bigger, Sanheim, Travis Sanheim, that's why they were interested in Tory Krug, and they were going to flip him. So there aren't many teams out there that are interested in Tory Krug's situation. And then on top of that, he's got the no trade. So even if the Blues were able to go out and find another deal that fit them, it might not fit Tory Krug. And speaking about things defensively, you taught, you touched on it there where Army seemed to mention that he really is banking on this group defensively turning things around. He mentioned that, you know, in previous seasons that they were able to do well and that it was a down year. Why is that belief so strong that they will be able to perform better this season? I think it's almost because he has to believe it. I really do. I think that with the contract situation of these guys and him knowing what uh, the other GMs have told him on the phone line, that it was going to be hard to move those guys. So I think then when the camera turns on on Doug Armstrong and he's asked about the defense, he's got to show some faith in these guys because more than likely they're going to be here. You know, I will say this. I wonder if – I know that they're going to roll out the top four if these guys are still on the roster come October. But could it be a little more by committee? And if one of those guys isn't playing well, they're pushed down. And the reason I say this is because Doug Armstrong said yesterday, you know, there's a chance they start 13 forwards and eight defensemen. So if you have a Scott Perinovich who's ready to step in and perhaps he's playing well, maybe he goes into that top four and and Torrey Krug's a a bottom pair guy. You know, I know that uh, Marco Scandella really isn't a fan favorite, but maybe a healthy Marco Scandella gets in there and, and he takes ice time away from a Tory Kruger or somebody else. So, you know, with the eight defensemen that they're going to roll with next season, according to Doug Armstrong, you know, perhaps they're mixing and matching, trying to find out what works. JR, how does the failed tra- trade of Krug impact their relationship going forward? It's, it's tough. It really is. I mean, you're really looking at a situation, uh, and I've heard people within the organization uh, talk about this. I mean, you're, you're talking about a player who now has publicly heard that the organization feels they're better off uh, without him. So, you know, we saw that with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko only from the other end. He was the guy who wanted out, and it felt like at the time that that wasn't going to work. It couldn't work, uh, but it did for a couple more years. And eventually, this is what happened. You know, Tarasenko is traded and, and, and leaves, but I think it's a situation with Tory Krug. He's got four more years left on his contract. So, you know, I, I, I think if you look at it, if you're a betting man, you'd probably say that Tory Krug won't see the end of those four years in St. Louis. I, I would think that at some point, whether it be this summer or some point within this contract, they'd figure out a way to uh, to move on. But in the meantime, it's a lot of money, and 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 in a cap world, you know, you gotta you're not going to be able to move it. Maybe when the cap moves up next year, it opens things up to to move Tory Krug. But for the time being, Kerry. You know, this is the situation, and they're just going to have to live with it. And finally, Jr., this can be a big day for the Blues when you look at Jordan Bennington being a third rounder. Uh, Jordan Cairo was a second rounder. Toropchenko was a fourth rounder. Uh, Blay was a sixth rounder. The Blues have done well in filling in their depth with later round picks. Yeah, they have, and they don't have a second rounder. I believe that was the pick that was uh, sent to Detroit in the Nick Letty deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so a couple of those players like a Kairou, you know, you can get a quality player like him in the second round. You know, they won't have that opportunity. But you're right, Jordan Bennington, third round. I think Colton Preco, third round. Uh, my favorite is the Sammy Blay one. And then we did a piece a couple of days ago, what's been the Blues' biggest draft pick steal in the last uh, handful of years. And, you know, probably not one that would have come to mind originally, but uh, Lee Stempniak, he's a guy that they got in the fifth round. And, hey, he put up some decent numbers for the Blues but I think what adds to uh, you know, him being a beneficial pick is, is the fact that they eventually traded him for Alexander Steen, and we all know that story. So you can definitely get some good players, and the Blues do have a lot of picks. Randy, six picks after making three last night, so nine total. 
Uh, I could see a situation, though, where they trade back and, and get uh, even more picks. And by the way, one other note, uh, Vegas didn't have much money to spend, but they decided to spend it on Ivan Barbashev, five years and $25 million. Yeah, they did. And what it took was uh, trading one of those misfits Vegas players, Riley Smith, to the Pittsburgh Penguins. That freed up some salary. They get the deal done with Barbashev. You know, when he left St. Louis, uh, if he would not have made the playoffs, does he go into free agency and make four, maybe four or five? I think that's probably the scenario. But, Randy, he goes into Vegas, wins the Stanley Cup, was a phenomenal player. They wanted him part of their future. They get him for five years, and he gets his $5 million. Pretty cool. JR, have a great day today. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you later. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.